All right, let me tell you about keeps. You want to keep your hair. I mean, look at the hair I have. For 71 years old, it's, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I was like 57, mm. <laughs> it's, it's still pretty good, though. You get the hair. You're not yeah. having that issue. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't had that issue since I was in my 30s because I started losing my hair and I started taking, you know, Propecia at the time. Now I get the generic brand and it's mm-hmm. a lot cheaper. And that's exactly what Keeps does for you. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. If you go there now, you don't have to go to a doctor. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. They do all of it online. You take some pictures of your head. A doctor looks at it, decides which is the right um, uh, prescription for you, talks to you, sends you a prescription. They fill it out for you at Keeps and you save 50% off your first order for the hair loss treatments. That's keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save, keeps dot com slash save. Buckle up. Another spooky show. The spooky dude makes an appearance. Blah, blah, blah. So the Biden administration has has now signed 52 executive orders in 20 days, 52. And he wants us to unite because he's just getting rid of bad laws and putting good things in. That's almost a damn quote. Um, Okay, all right, sure. So let's look at some of those things. And before we go anywhere, I need to tell you what's happening in the banking community and build off of what I said yesterday with the International Monetary Fund and to tell you why I am not breathlessly covering the impeachment trial like everybody else. We do that in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So John lives in Kansas for the past several years following an injury. He suffered from daily awful back pain. He found it was pretty hard to do much of anything that he used to do, and it was getting him down. I mean, I, I was um, uh, remodeling a house. Oh, gosh. Must have been 30, 32 years old, something like that. And I fell out of a second story window. And I am. I, I remember laying on the ground. I couldn't move. But I remember laying on the ground thinking, I'm surprised I'm not dead. And uh, I couldn't walk for a long time. I mean, I had to, my kids were coming home, and I had to drag myself by my hands on the ground off the driveway and into the kitchen where I thought it'd be better for them to find me on the kitchen floor than on the driveway. Uh, I don't know if it was any better, but it, it screwed up my back and I've had a bad back ever since. I know what John was going through. He decided to give uh, relief factor a try. He heard me talking about the relief that I have received And he said within 10 days, he was noticing a reduction in pain. And after a few weeks, he said he felt better than he even did before the injury. He got his life back. This is this is a a inflammatory uh, reducer. It, It reduces all the inflammation in the body. And yeah, I mean, I've even been on ibuprofen 800. I know I'm a heavy drug user. 
I've been on ibuprofen 800. Didn't touch me. This works. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. You'll know within the first three weeks. Relief factor. It's not a drug, but developed by doctors to get you out of pain. 1995 to try it for three weeks. Do it. See if it changes your pain. Relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com or call 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com. 800-583-84. Tonight on Glenn TV. And the question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? Blacklists, purges, investigations and arrests. Is this the new Red Scare? Unless we make sure that there is no infiltration, you will see a red world. Glenn exposes the dangers and next steps of this anti-conservative movement. Are you on the list? Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Hello, America. I pray that my voice is heard for what I'm trying to say uh, and not what people want to hear on either side. Um, it is really important that you pay attention to the news. And a lot of, I know a lot of people in my own life that are not paying attention to the news and they've been really tired. And I'm going to tell you a story a little later on about how Facebook has decided now they're not going to cover as much political stuff. Oh, really? So when we're talking about 52 executive orders, you don't want to talk about political stuff. It's going to be harder to pay attention and things are going to get more and more complex and it's going to be harder to understand what's going on because it is so foreign to us. Tonight, I am covering um, this this activity now that is is I think the new McCarthy era. Axios did a story yesterday how to deprogram America's extremists. The writer has called for keeping extremists out of the institutions where they could do the greatest damage, like the military, police departments and legislatures and providing help for those who have embraced dangerous ideologies. You notice they don't put those in schools. It's the police departments, the military and legislature, but they don't even mention EDU. And I think that's because they know no one with a dangerous ideology i.e. conservative point of view, is in EDU or ever going to get through EDU. Now, it is unclear as to who will determine what is dangerous ideology and what, you know, will constitute such a defining term, but that's where big tech comes in. The article continues to say, online platforms are unwavering in their commitment to root out conspiracy theories and lies that undermine the faith in democracy. <laughs> Axios spoke to experts on this. Uh-huh. The article says banning President Trump from Twitter was a major asset in the fight to slow or reverse radicalization. The Axios article calls for a Marshall Plan, which would be implemented throughout Facebook and Twitter through censorship it claims the united states requires quoting an all-out national effort to dismantle all ideas that supposedly undermine faith in democracy 
it seems the writer of the newsletter uh, doesn't understand uh, the word democracy, or maybe they do, and they don't understand that we're a republic. Democracy is not failing us. The republic system is a republic. You can't have a democracy. You can't. Do do you want to vote on the banking rules that came out yesterday? Did you even know banking rules were coming out yesterday? There's too much for the average citizen. And that's why democracies always go to an authoritarian or a dictatorship, because they just they overwhelm the people. The people say, I don't know. He looks good. He can handle this. And you have democracy votes by the public voting in dictatorships. So there's a democracy until there's not. That's why we have a republic. But what is failing us now is our republic. Do you believe on either side, Republicans or Democrats, that your elected Congress people really, truly are reflecting what you and people in the country actually believe? Are they carrying out the things that you believe are right and righteous for this country? Term limits. How about they can't all get rich on insider trading? Do, do you, are they carrying these things out? Do you think it's cool that we're just printing money and nobody's doing anything? How about this? Do you think it's cool that we haven't had a budget for this nation, the largest, richest nation in the history of the world, that we don't even have a budget and haven't had one since 2008? The republic is failing us because we are not demanding that they actually do their work. Big tech now is the arbiter of truth. And I'm not sure what dangerous ideology is anymore as it is being defined by those in power. The idea of a conservative and a conspiracy theorist That line is being blurred. The New York Times just last year started to refer to me. It used to say a known, a well-known conspiracy theorist or an alleged conspiracy theorist. Now it's just Glenn Beck, comma, conspiracy theorist. I told you yesterday that the IMF had an academic paper out. And they are suggesting now that non-financial data should be used when financial institutions discern, uh, determine customers credit worthiness for loans, various kinds by non-financial data. That means things like the type of browser and hardware that you use to access the Internet, the history. I'm quoting the history of online searches and purchases. So what kind of computer and phone I have? And the past purchases and what I'm reading, what websites I'm going to. I want to just read, go over. We went over this yesterday, but I want to go over it because there's new news. The most transformative information uh, innovation is the increase of the new types of data coming from the digital footprint of customers, various online activities, mainly for credit worthiness analysis. 
credit scoring using so-called hard information, income, employment, time, assets, and debts, is nothing new. Typically, the more data is available, the more accurate is the assessment. But this method has two problems. First, hard information tends to be pro-cyclical. It boosts credit expansions in good times, but exacerbates contraction during downturns. The second most complex problem is a certain kinds of people, like new entrepreneurs, innovators, many informal workers, might not have enough hard data available. As well as even a well-paid expatriate moving to the United States can be caught in the conundrum of not getting a credit card for lack of credit. Fintech, financial tech, resolves the dilemma by tapping various non-financial data, the type of browser hardware used, yada, yada, yada. This, of course, is a financial social credit system. We have been warning about this for years. This is one of the most dangerous parts of what is being called the Great Reset. And this is just the beginning. In the same article from the IMF later, the same authors then say the central banks need to get more directly involved in economic activity. And that more money printing in downturns is likely going to be necessary. The environment, I'm quoting from the article, the environment for monetary policy will change too. new monetary policy transmission channels will be need to be fully understood as the new players make banks less relevant for the financial system. Central banks may need to adjust their monetary policy implementation toolbox, potentially allowing non-bank access to liquidity lines and incorporating them in their operations. Okay, so that's what I told you about yesterday. Do you remember when uh, Cuomo told the banks in New York, you can give loans to gun manufacturers, but if you do, there's just going to be more regulations on you guys. And we're going to have to have more state inspectors because we just think there's something wrong with these gun manufacturers and gun stores. We think, you know, that there's some violation of some law. Uh, So, you know, we're not telling you not to loan. We're just saying that it's going to make your, you know, state assessments every year. It's going to be more and more difficult for you because we just don't trust the people who are dealing in guns. Oh, okay. So what did the banks do? Banks started saying, you know what? We're not going to we're not going to we can't carry your loan anymore. Well, Donald Trump, through the what's called the OCC, the office of the comptroller of the currency, he wrote in, in that office, that banks cannot discriminate. They cannot say, we're not going to make a business loan to guns. You can't do it for, for ideological or political reasons. Well, people have been watching this back and forth because the OCC changed hands. And people have been saying, I don't think this is going to stand. I think they're going to take this out. Well, they made their decision yesterday. I will read from the OCC, the Office of Currency Comptroller, and the new rule on banks, on what they can and cannot do to individuals and to service industries in 60 seconds. That might be too sexy. 
a tease. You think so? I will read from the office of the comptroller of the currency in I 60 know, seconds. It is, it is really <laughs> sexy. Yeah, that's I Hall mean, of Fame stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you about uh, timeshare termination team right now. If you have a timeshare, it's hanging around your neck, choking the life out of you. There is a legal and affordable way to get completely out of that thing. It's called timeshare termination team, and they can give you 100% guaranteed exit strategy for getting out of that time timeshare. No more maintenance fees, no more hassle, no more disappointment, no more pain in a butt. Get the process started right now. Call Timeshare Termination Team and get the process started. Don't keep putting it off and get stuck with another year of Timeshare that you're not going to use. You're going to get 20% off when you terminate your Timeshare if you tell them that I sent you. So make sure you tell them that. You'll get 20% off. Call 888-GET-YOU-OUT. That's 888-GET-YOU-OUT. Or visit them online at TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. Have the peace of mind with Timeshare Termination Team's 100% money-back exit guarantee. Learn more at TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Oh, yeah, it is. Ooh, yes. Oh, talk to me about the OCC. Mm. <laughs> Oh, say comptroller again. Say it. All right. <laughs> they released yesterday the finalized rule to ensure fair access to banking services provided by large national banks, federal savings associations, and federal branches and agencies of foreign bank organizations. Now, I've read a lot about this this morning, and it seems to be in direct conflict. Some say, who I respect, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, and others whom I respect say, uh, this is really bad. So if, if you're in the banking industry, if you can help figure this one out, I'd sure like to hear it. Uh, I'm going to be doing more research on it today and I'll get back to you tomorrow, but you need to know the rule codifies. Now listen to this, cause this is from the OCC. So this is what they're saying. This is the government speaking. The rule codifies more than a decade of OCC guidance stating that banks should conduct risk assessment of individual customers rather than make broad based decisions affecting whole categories or classes of customers when provisioning access to services, capital and credit. Now, all of these rules were put in, you have to understand, in 2008 or nine uh, with uh, the uh, the Dodd Frank bills. OK, what did the Dodd Frank bills do? Basically, no matter what they said, they were to protect the banks, the banks that were too big to fail. So you guys have to do certain things. You can't take on risks because you're too big to fail. So there were all rule. All these rules were put there to protect the banks in many ways from themselves. Okay. When a large bank decides, I'm quoting when a large bank decides to cut off access to charities or even embassies serving dangerous parts of the world or companies conducting legal business in the United States that support local jobs and the national economy, they need to show their work and legitimate business reasons for doing so. Okay, that's good. Show your work. As comptrollers and staff in previous administrations have made clear, in speeches, guidance, and testimonies, banks should not terminate its services to entire categories of customers without conducting individual risk assessments. Okay, so they can't just say no loans to gun manufacturers. They have to say it individually and make the case with each 
individual, right? All right. It is inconsistent with the basic principles of prudent risk management to make decisions based solely on a categorical assertion of risk without uh, without uh, actual analysis. Okay, so all of this is good. Now, let me tell you what the actual ruling was yesterday, and I'm reading from the document. In finalizing the rule, the agency considered more than 35,000 stakeholder comments. Red flag, anyone? As a result, the final rule excludes Section 55.1B3 of the proposed rule, which would have required that a covered bank cannot deny any person a financial service that the bank offers when the effect of the denial is to prevent, limit, or otherwise disadvantage the person from entering or competing in a market or business segment. So in other words, the rule was that they can't do it. They can't say, I don't want Glenn Beck in the media, so we're not going to give him any money. Or because the bank had a loan in some other business activity which they have a financial interest. So they're part of uh, Facebook and I want to open up Parler. They can't, they can't do that. Okay. They can't say no Parler. You can't have any money because we have money in Facebook. But I want to go back to the first part of that sentence. The final rule excludes that. The agency determined that the requirement would have resulted in regulatory burdens without contributing to the primary objective of the rule. So now the Biden administration says we're trying to cut down on the red tape. There'd be too many burdens on the banks. Based on that analysis, the agency eliminated that requirement to focus on the rule of fairness. Another key word of the covered bank's decision-making process and prudent risk management principles, as well to facilitate the OCC's administration of this rule. Uh, okay, what if the bank says, you know what, if we, if we go into business and give Exxon all these loans, we're in trouble because of the cancel culture. They're gonna start canceling us as a bank. <laughs> we can't afford that. Help me out here. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You see the conundrum here that we're in, Stu? And I don't know an answer yet. Mm. Ah, Welcome to Andrew Cuomo's restaurant, where your Valentine's dinner comes with a smile (laughs) and a cough. (laughs) We're getting clever around here, calling it uh, a dead and breakfast. Huh? That's where I'm sending my mom to a dead and breakfast. <laughs> you still love birds can share a table with some friends of mine from Wuhan. Uh, nothing happened in Wuhan. <laughs> now, if that doesn't sound appealing to you, may I suggest a romantic restaurant style dinner at home with one of the best steaks known to man from Omaha Steaks. This is America's butcher for over a hundred years, and they have great packages like the butcher's uh, bestsellers grill pack. They have Valentine's Day packages as well. It's really good. And all the way to the dessert. So, man, you just pop it in the oven. You put some steaks on the grill and you look like a genius. Go to uh, OmahaSteaks.com in the search bar. 
use the keyword Beck and you'll find all the specials. It's omahasteaks.com keyword Beck. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV right now. Blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. So Jeep took a swing in the uh, Super Bowl ads. Did you see the ad, the two-minute ad from Jeep with Bruce Springsteen? Oh, this is the uh, Bruce Springsteen Unity commercial. Yes, mm. yes. Seems an odd messenger. Uh, such it things. does. Yeah, it does. Now listen to this. In the uh, in the poll by Ad Week on social media on Super Bowl Sunday. They found Instagram, 50% of respondents say they love the ad, 50% hated it. Twitter, 33% loved it, 33% hated it, 33% said, nah. So unity, that message depends on your POV politically. So that means that when we were saying unity... And we should all come together. It went on deaf ears because no one in the media, no one on the left, nobody in the Democratic Party wanted to hear it. They didn't want to hear it. Now, when uh, they're calling for unity, we don't want to hear it. And why? Because we have nothing in common anymore. What do we have in common? Research will show that we don't even buy the same packaged food anymore. We don't we can go to the grocery store and now algorithms can tell if you are a conservative or a liberal based on the products you buy in the same grocery store. What's up with that? How is that possible? We are so different fundamentally now. See, America used to be a melting pot. But what did, we, what did we melt into? We melted into a society that said, I don't care what you do, man. I don't care. Just don't tell me what to do. We didn't even have marriage license. We didn't have a marriage license until the progressives. The progressives wanted to make sure that we weren't breeding defectives. And that we weren't having... Uh, interracial marriages. So the progressives put in the marriage license to control the population. And so instead of having the argument that there should be no marriage license that comes from the state, the state has no place deciding that. We instead decided to have a religious argument, which we wouldn't we wouldn't have done that when it came to the government before. Remember, our founders went from courtroom to courtroom to courtroom after the Revolutionary War to defend people's right to not have to believe what the rest of the community believed. We were a melting pot of people that came here because we've been screwed by governments elsewhere and we saw this as a place, hey, man, they'll leave you alone. They'll let you do your own thing. Well, we don't. I mean, look at 
You can't build a house the way you want to build a house. You can't do the things you want to do. Do you know that Houston is the only major city without any kind of, of zoning? Every large city has been convinced by progressives that you have to have zoning. Otherwise, they're going to build a McDonald's in your neighborhood. And I mean right next to your house. Well, you know what? It doesn't happen in Houston. Why? Because people figure it out. People, people at McDonald's say, you know, this is a really nice neighborhood. They're not going to want one here. It'll be more convenient if it's over here and I'll do better business. But now everything is controlled. And yet we're still, and this is disappearing quickly. I'll tell you about what France just said. This is disappearing quickly, but we still are one of the best in the world. But that's gone. Unless we can come back together and say, look, you live your life. I'll live my life. And we'll get along. We're fine. I'm not going to force you to believe something, force you to do something. Like, I don't really care if there are Marxists here. I really don't. I don't care if they're people that believe in critical race theory. I don't. I would never shut them down publishing a book. They have a right to do it. And if they can make the case. But see, here's the problem. I'm no longer being allowed to make the case on the other side. Educational institutions will not allow me to go in and teach if I were qualified, and I believe I am, to teach against progressivism or whatever. I'm canceled. And so it's a one-way street. And so it has become unify under these ideas or get out. Well, in America, we, we unify on these ideas that we hold self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, among them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that governments are instituted among men to protect those rights. That's what we used to agree on. We used to agree on the Bill of Rights. You can't come into my house and just take stuff. You can't come in and search my papers. You can't do that. You can't, you can't uh, uh, deny me work because of my color, my creed. You can't do it. Well, now we can. And the people who are doing that and reversing those laws are calling for unity. Well, I call for unity as well. There needs to be unity in our land. But it cannot be blind or senseless or irresponsible unity. It's not a unity for the sake of unity. And unity can only be built on sound principles. Morally, constitutionally, historically. We can't have unity on slavery it's not moral. It's not constitutional. And historically, we see what it leads to. No, I won't unify under that. Now, that's an obvious one. But all of our Bill of Rights, our Declaration of Independence, 
Those things were self-evident. And we're in trouble because America knows, the average person knows, that our way of life is being threatened right now. Both sides. But they blame it on each other. The blame needs to be placed squarely where it belongs. The lack of unifying principles. Our way of life is being threatened. you damn right it is. France just came out and said that the misguided, woke culture coming from America is a threat to the Western society. France. What do you say we unite on what you've always said we should unite on? Be more like France. Anyone who tries to equate the love of constitutional principles and they want to equate that to mean hatred of our national leaders, you are engaging in massive deception. It's not hate. It's attempts to do the people in Washington a favor. It's well-meaning citizens. There are bad-meaning citizens, but they're in the minority on both sides. There is a a ton of well-meaning citizens who want and wanted to prevent our government from making serious constitutional, moral, and historic mistakes. So the opposition that we have based on those things is rooted in love and respect, not hate. Speaking out against immoral, unjust actions, things that violate the things that we've always believed and unified on. Speaking out against those things always been tough. Nobody wanted to hear Moses. All of the apostles were killed, stoned to death, crucified, persecuted. Some of them burned alive. Why? Because no one wants to hear the truth when it really matters. But our guts tell us the truth. And those who are watchmen on the towers, and that would be you, you are required to speak up. I'm sorry, I can't be silent. I can't be. God told Moses, proclaim liberty throughout the land unto all inhabitants thereof. That's what it says on our Liberty Bell. It's from Leviticus. Proclaim liberty throughout the land unto all inhabitants thereof. Why? Because truth, decency, kindness, charity, responsibility, accountability, The only way any of those things can happen is when people are unified on freedom. 
All right, American Financing, if you've worked hard to get where you are today, and I'm assuming that you have, unless, Hunter, is that you? Um, Then you almost certainly know the value of a dollar, and if you're like me, you hate to spend more on something than you really need to, and probably also love the feeling that comes with saving money. If you're a homeowner and you're paying 3 4 5% interest, you are way overpaying, way overpaying. If you are paying 15% for your credit cards, what are you doing? Roll that into your mortgage without resetting the loan. You will save hundreds of dollars every single month. American Financing, 800-906-2440. Call them now, American Financing, at 800-906-2440. If you've been listening the last couple of days, you know it's going to get harder and harder for you to get a loan. Do it now. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Uh, we are, um, uh, we are not covering the impeachment breathlessly like everyone else. We covered it yesterday. We'll cover it again today. Talk to you and tell you what's happening, but I'm not going to spend hours and hours talking about a news that you can get elsewhere. Um, and B something that I believe is really important, but a distraction for me, I need to f- stay focused on uh, the net that is being laid out all around America. It is a net of the Great Reset. It is a, uh, it is a, a net of these um, crazy executive orders, 52 executive orders in 20 days. Um, and this is all really well planned. And like I, I read to you today, you know, in changing the banking uh, lobbies, uh, uh, the banking policies from the office of the comptroller of the currency here in America, that's an official government office. Um, they changed the policy and a couple of words stuck out fairness and stakeholders. The this these are the words of the Great Reset. And uh, that is extraordinarily dangerous. Also, I gave you an Axios article uh, today that is, again, truly frightening. How do we deprogram American extremists? Well, what they're talking about are Trump supporters. And they are talking about uh, the uh, a key part of breaking extremist rising mainstream influence will be making it unacceptable for white nationalists, anti-government extremists and conspiracy theorists to serve in the military police forces uh, or law as lawmakers. But experts worry the GOP tactic and sometimes explicit approval of extremists will hamper efforts to keep police forces and legislatures free of conspiracy theorists. Yes, a purely uh, punitive, security-minded approach alone is likely to prove ineffective and invasive at best, experts say. At worst, it will only fuel extremist sense of persecution and push them closer to violence. Instead, experts agree serious resources must be mustered toward providing an off-ramp for people who have been drawn into extremist ideologies. 
New federal programs would likely doom to fail, experts say, because of this is so important. Remember, I told you about the trust implosion because distrust and hatred of the government is already a core tenant of far right extremism. Instead, public private partnerships developing programs are more likely to be effective because they're able to get the endorsement and funding from federal and state governments, but it's private industry doing it. That is the definition of the Great Reset. And there's a whole article on the IMF saying that they need the public, the private institutions to go into the business with the government to be able to legitimize the government because people around the world don't trust their governments. I need to stay focused on this. We will give you the information on the impeachment, and it is really important. Mike Lee is going to come on and talk a little bit about that uh, later on in the program, as well as some other things. But I have to stay focused on the bigger picture. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, between the news, appointment TV, endless scrolling on our phones, we're looking at our screens, unfortunately, more than ever. But how do you rest your eyes without feeling totally unplugged? Well, put on a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds and listen to something great. Whether you're listening to your favorite podcast, an audiobook, or working out to a pumped-up playlist, Raycons are built to perform anywhere, anytime, with water and sweat-resistant construction and seamless Bluetooth pairing. There are no dangling wires or white stems that are poking out of your ears. They're really comfortable, come in a variety of colors for maximum style and six hours of playtime, so you can unplug for a good long while. Best part? Raycon wireless earbuds start at half the price of premium audio brands like Apple. So you can pick up a pair and a spare. Right now, get 15% off Raycons at buyraycon.com slash Beck. That's buy, B-U-Y, raycon.com slash Beck. 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds, buyraycon.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you a little bit about Built Bar. Um... Keeping your New Year's resolution to eat healthier uh, and to eat better food and to get healthier and to possibly lose weight. I've lost about a pound a week on uh, the diet that I'm on, and I'm trying to change the way I eat entirely, not a diet diet. Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling good about it. And one of the things that keeps me from eating things like my staff just brought me a hostess cupcake. A happy birthday cupcake. Happy birthday, by the way. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, I, I instead will have a built bar because I'm dedicated. That's you. Yeah. Dedication, self uh, restraint. And because it's my birthday, built bar, which tastes tremendous. Uh, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have a built bar, and then the hostess Twinkie as well, <laughs> well today. Of course. Um, don't give up on your resolution. Built bar is the answer. They're great. They'll help you keep on your plan. They taste good, and they're really healthy. Check them out. Builtbar.com/slash/beck. Builtbar.com.
Well, hello, America. I can't tell you how many people uh, have reached out to me and said, Glenn, I can't find a publisher. Can you help me find a publisher? And does Mercury still have Mercury Inc., the imprint that we published a lot of people's books? Uh, Michelle Malkin, uh, gosh, uh, uh, fiction, David Barton books, all kinds of books. Uh, No, those were published through Simon & Schuster. And we don't have the imprint anymore because I left Simon & Schuster. My, my death sentence with Simon & Schuster was uh, ended last year. And, uh, and you know what's weird is a lot of people are no longer with Simon & Schuster or, or with any of the five big publishing houses. In fact, it seems as though the uh, big publishing houses in New York City don't really want to publish any conservative books. Especially if you were a MAGA supporter. And those that are being printed are not being printed by the big publishing houses. And I say, I don't really care. I'll find my own way. Um, but those who are being published, like Andy No's book, is being boycotted by Antifa. We told you about that. But now, an amazing smear campaign started by the Los Angeles Times on Andy No and his book has begun. So I wanted to make sure that you heard the response from Andy himself. Andy No's book on Antifa. The book is called Unmasked. You need to get it in in paper, hardback form, not digital. Andy will explain next. Never been a bad idea to be prepared for worst case scenario. In the days when we had the Boy Scouts and they meant something, it was one of the thing you to lift up three fingers and you say, Boy Scout is always prepared. Oh, but those were in the days when people thought things through. You could move out of the country, start a subsistence farm. You could uh, stand guard with a shotgun and a pack of wild dogs for anybody who walks across. You come across my brother. Actually, what you need is food that you can stock up and keep in case of emergency situations and then zip your mouth about it. I mean, these if you go to my Patriot Supply, they're coming and they're they're discreet. It's not, you know, big food supply on the side of the boxes. So nobody will know that you have them because some people think you're an extremist if you prepare for the future. I don't. Uh, 25 years in proper storage. That's how long this food will stay fresh if you get it from MyPatriotSupply.com. Secure a four-week, three-month, even a year emergency food kit. 2,000 calories every day. It's all fun and games until somebody puts an eye out. So don't, I guess, lose your eye. Or if you do, you get My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Get the food storage you need before Somebody puts an eye out. Food kits ship in one to two days. Arrive discreetly at your door. Don't wait. MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Man, I, I read this review from the LA Times about Andy No's new book. And uh, holy cow. Andy, you are an extremist and a liar. And you're making things up. And you think that Antifa is bad. Whew. I agree. I agree. 
um, you are uh, everything except you're a liar. Um, you think that Antifa is bad. This report says, um, let me give just give you a bit of the review. I know you've read it. There's an alternate universe out there in which we never have to ponder, let alone read unmasked provocateur Andy knows supremely dishonest book on the left wing anti-fascist movement known as Antifa in that other world far, far away. Marjorie Taylor Greene remains a nutty CrossFit enthusiastic uh, enthusiast from Georgia, not a member of Congress. And we know nothing about her musings on Jewish space lasers, the execution of Democrats or false flag school closings. If you find that universe, please send directions. So they say that your book is part of that universe. Andy, can you respond to some of the charges in this? Sure. Well, first, uh, happy birthday, Glenn. Oh, Thanks for having thank me you. on again. You bet. Of course. So uh, I'm not surprised by uh, the ad hominem attacks in this uh, review that was published in, in the LA Times. Uh, I wrote in my book, as you recall, about the useful idiots and fellow travelers for Antifa in journalism, and I would include this writer as part of that. Um, I was, as a journalist myself, I was just surprised at um, the really unprofessional invectives that he used against me, considering he works as the White House correspondent for the Yahoo News. So um, it was very quite despicable. Uh, doesn't really counter any of my arguments. Instead, there's a line where he said that I would make uh, Harold Goebbels proud um, he says my book is, he compares my book to uh, what the Nazis did and their propaganda. Yep. So very disgusting, nasty um, smears, as you would uh, expect to see on a blog, not by somebody who works as a White House correspondent for a news site. So let me give you a couple of things. Um, Andy No is singularly focused on inflating Antifa's importance. In his black-clad, white whale, his mark-spouting Moby Dick. Do you believe you're inflating their importance in what's going on? No. And this writer, Alexander Nazarian, he probably wouldn't think that either if you ended up in a hospital with a brain hemorrhage by Antifa. Well, let me give Um, you what he says about that. No claimed... That he was uh, that a milkshake was thrown on him and it contained concrete, but far more likely it was a vegan blend heavy on cashew butter. So, right. Yeah. So he doesn't say it was. He said it was more likely. Can you tell me, Andy, do you know the difference between concrete and cashew butter? So he's trying to downplay my injuries. Um, if he had doubt about my uh, diagnosis, he could have reached out to me and I would have provided the documentation from the hospital so he could see. And he could look at the CT scan as well. Well, my brain was bleeding. I don't think he, um, I think he knows that it wasn't. He wrote, no was punched and kicked as well. He claims to have suffered a cerebral hemorrhage. So, right. I mean, doesn't he know better than you? Because what he goes on right after he says what goes unmentioned is that no had a history of embedding with right wing groups. I don't know what that has to do with your claim of a cerebral hemorrhage, but he says you had a history of embedding with right wing groups, including, according to persuasive allegations, he has denied the white supremacist outfit Patriot Prayer. 
that provoked Antifa into very fights that he then films. Yeah, so he's digging up these smears that were printed in the local publication in Portland where a one of the far-left reporters there had interviewed somebody who was given a pseudonym, and he uh, was an Antifa person who claims to have embedded in Patriot Prayer and put out this absolutely false claim that I had a partnership with Patriot Prayer for mutual protection. Now, um, my lawyer ended up writing a letter to the publication asking them to retract it because these were lies. They chose not to, and they're protecting the identity of this anonymous person, if he even exists. And so I can't even confront my accuser, and then that smear gets laundered into bigger and bigger publications like a Wikipedia page, like the LA Times Review. I mean, you know how it works. You've been in the, in the media spotlight oh, for yeah. years and years. So um, they do this type of stuff to try to, they slip these stuff in that has nothing to do with the book to try to discredit and smear in the most disgusting of ways. He says, um, distortions and untruths hover like flies around every shred of confirmable fact. The same section of a mask that ends with nose uh, statements on the United States portrays a mid-November Stop the Steal rally in Washington as peaceful and celebratory with no mention of the Proud Boys amassed there. The counter-protesters, meanwhile, are a marauding gang. The nation's top mainstream Antifa scholar, Mark Bray, wrote in the Washington Post that Antifa is not an organization. Rather, it is a politics of revolutionary opposition to the far right. So that line where he quotes from Mark Bray is particularly telling because Mark Bray, as I write in my book, is an Antifa extremist who works in academe. Uh, his Antifa handbook, which is what he's most infamous for, actually raises funds for the Antifa International Defense Fund. So I don't know how he can criticize me for being biased or whatever, and then he's quoting from somebody who's actually part of Antifa as a sort of legitimate uh, hist- historian perspective. The, he continues, the right is always reminding us that facts don't care about your feelings, so let us set out some facts. Andy No writes that the numbers and influence of right-wing extremists are grossly exaggerated by biased media, while Antifa poses just as much, if not more, of a threat to the future of American liberal democracy. He frequently re- uh, references last summer's anti-racist protest, conveniently alighting the point that 93% of those were peaceful, according to a study from Princeton. A brief published by the Center for Strategic and International Studies, hardly a lefty outlet, found that Antifa had a minor role in what violence did occur, most of which was driven by local autonomous actors, and that organization's threat was relatively small. January 6th, the minister, the coup de gras, to knows already teetering thesis. It should not have taken this long, however. Trump's own Department of Homeland Security warned last October that white supremacist extremists would remain the most pertis- persistent and lethal threat to the American homeland. Yeah, so I hear that, I mean, that 93% were peaceful. It's another way of saying mostly peaceful. 
what does it matter if it's 93% peaceful if the other 7% resulted in several dozen deaths, the destruction of countless livelihoods, damages of billions to our economy? Um, and as for, I don't know why he's downplaying the role of Antifa if you read my book, as he said earlier in the review, in meticulous detail, I outlined how in some major American cities like Portland and Seattle, Antifa have the principal role in organizing the riots. And so, I mean, this seems, again, it's going back to what many journalists and mainstream media do, to always um, deflect from the extremism on the far left to go to the bogeyman that they have on the far right. I don't argue that the far right doesn't exist. I'm arguing that the Antifa and the far left are also a threat in here, as I lay out in an entire book, this is what they actually did. This is how much money they raised. These are the people they killed. These are the injuries they caused. What is the motivation here just to continue to protect? I mean, I have no problem. And, and he says in the article that you were forced to admit uh, that Antifa wasn't uh, in charge of the January 6th, um, you know, attack on the Capitol. Um, Andy, I, if I recall right, you weren't forced to admit you were the first to admit you were the first to say, uh, I don't think this has anything to do with Antifa. Weren't you? That's the way I remember it That's that right. day. That's right. I came out on my own uh, and I was uh, interviewed and I've always maintained that I was never forced. Uh, and it wasn't, I wasn't begrudgingly required to say what I said either. Um, I think these people, they want to paint a character, caricature of who I am. They think that I am this, as this review writer um, illustrates elsewhere, that I'm this really wicked fascist propagandist who's taking tactics from the Third Reich in my propaganda. And they're really surprised if I manage to tell the truth. It's um, I mean, it's it's a disgrace that the editor ran this piece in the way it is. You know, I, I can accept criticisms for my writings, my analysis, et cetera, but um, describing me in such disgusting terms to people who, to a political party that was involved for genocide and Holocaust, um, like that's, it, it's too bad that, that that is a norm to be expected in our piece of the legacy. Uh, Andy, I appreciate it. And I, I wanted to give you the chance because I, I think personally um, that kind of advertising you can't buy. Um, when somebody like that does such a hatchet job on you, it just makes me want to buy your book even more. Um, and the book is called Unmasked um, by Andy No. It is um, the book that pretends antifa is the real enemy uh you can you can uh, find that wherever you buy your books uh it came out uh what this week yeah or last week it came out last tuesday and has been number one on the new york times bestseller list andy thank you so much appreciate it thanks for having me on you bet bye-bye Margaret lives in Pennsylvania. Let me tell you, she is loud and proud about Relief Factor. For a long time, she was suffering from pain in her legs so bad that she could barely walk. Then Relief Factor came into her life. And when that happened, everything changed. Within a few weeks, she said, she was walking completely pain-free. 
These days, Margaret tells anyone who will listen how much it helped her get her life back. I am exactly the same way. I'm like one of those obnoxious anti-smokers that are like now they're Nazis on anybody that, you know, or vegans that gave up meat and now they're just right. Nazis on it. <laughs> oh. um, relief factor. It changed my life. It changed Margaret's life. And there's a 70% chance that it will change your life as well. 70% of the people who go on to, to try it for the three-week quick start just to see if it makes a difference, go on to order more month after month. Why would you do that? You do it because it works for you. It worked for me. Get your life back. Relieffactor.com. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. The right to petition, assemble, and protest your government. The First Amendment used to be something sacred, used to be something that we all believed in. But now it depends on your point of view. You have that right. You can say anything, anything about anybody as long as it's the right point of view. Did you hear about the uh, you hear about the uh, the uh, oh, what's her name? That was had her confirmation hearing yesterday and she, and near attendant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and she said she's really, really sorry. She deeply regrets what she said about the GOP. Uh, she said, I recognize the concern. I deeply regret and apologize for my language and some of my past language. It was it was not right. Well, um, she said, uh, let's see, that Susan Collins uh, uh, in the Wayback Machine, she purged a, a thousand tweets. Oh, yeah, because she, I mean, she's a very known active tr- Twitter troll for years. She called uh, the main senator pathetic for voting for uh, <laughs> uh, Brett uh, Kavanaugh. How dare she? Uh, she said Mitch McConnell, he, she always referred to him as Moscow Mitch. Uh, she said, I'm really sorry, uh, but Biden would never put up with that. Then she called the GOP as a whole evil and morally and ideologically bankrupt. Uh, OK. All right. So are we going to give her forgiveness? But when Marjorie Taylor Greene said, I don't believe those things. I'm really sorry. I apologize. There's no forgiveness for her. Of course not. <laughs> the, right. The, the the standard is clear. Right. Is it not? I like that. You know, I mean, again, you talk about incitement uh, language, uh-huh. calling an entire party evil. I mean, yes. it's the ultimate thing you would want to fight back against. And it is one of the things that I have tried to uh, avoid. I mean, I've mm. really worked hard not to call things evil because you don't want to misuse that word. And the only thing I can really call evil in politics right now is the effect of critical race theory, the effect of the division that's going on, the effect of telling people you're nothing without me, you can't make it without this program, the discouragement and the division that is going on. The results of that are evil. It's only destruction. Uh, And, you know, people, people, there are a lot of, 
really good people that I think are really, really misguided. And then there's a lot of people that are just quiet about it. And you can't be quiet and they are going to do everything they can. That's what this impeachment is really all about. Making sure that Donald Trump is never in office. He lost half of his fortune, $2 billion, according to uh, Forbes, lost $2 billion during his administration. Ain't going to get that back. They're not going to let him do anything anymore. Uh, They want to make it very clear. Shut up and sit down. You don't want to be labeled a right-wing extremist, do you? Well, tonight on YouTube and Blaze TV, my Wednesday night special, The New Red Scare and our reality czars. You don't want to miss this episode tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on Blaze TV and YouTube, Blaze YouTube channel. This is the Glenn Beck Program. (sighs) Blinds.com. Blinds.com can help you make some differences. Oh, boy, I remember the days when I said, maybe we should just change out the blinds. No, let's move that wall. Mm, But if we move the wall, we have to do the floor. If we do the floor, we might as well do the stairs. And if we're going to do the stairs, then we should really do the upstairs. Oh, my gosh. Change the blinds. Never will end. Never. Just do the blinds. Ends. Mm -hmm. Do the blinds. Mm -hmm. You can change everything about a room with just what you put on the window treatment. And and you know what? Indoor indoor, uh, shutters are unbelievable. Oh, I love them. They they completely change the look and feel of your home. Stu has done it with Mm Blinds.com. I've done it with Blinds.com. And there's a sale going on now till February 16th. So you need to act now. Take advantage of Blinds.com's incredible savings. It's Blinds.com. Do it right now. Save up to 40% on all blind shades, interior shutters, and so much more. Now until February 16th. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's Blinds.com. Tonight, back-to-back, brand new Stu Does America and the aforementioned Glenn special. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 30 bucks off. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I really want to talk to uh, Heather Mewshaw. She is the former White House Sign Language interpreter. Um... And I just saw this story on TheBlaze.com, and it is, I mean, if this doesn't tell you everything you need to know about unifying, she served in both the Trump and the Biden administration. She says the Biden administration humiliated and canceled her after reports emerged that she is a Trump supporter who formally translated speeches for conservative social media groups. Let me say it this way. Hang on, hang on. She was a Trump supporter who formally translated speeches for conservative social media groups. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds way worse now, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) She's a 41-year-old married mom of four from (gasps) Glen Burnie, Maryland. She's got four. She's got to be a religious extremist. She says she's been offered a return engagement at the White House. Uh, She has not been offered a return engagement at the White House after time 
You know, they're so great. Time magazine published an expose, an expose on her personal politics titled Joe Biden's sign language interpreter has ties to the far right. Oh, my God. (laughs) I wasn't worried about it until I heard that noise and the laughing. But (laughs) I mean, I was just. (laughs) Man, it's scary now, isn't it? She says that um, uh, that she has been the subject of harassment and threats following the release of the Time report, prompting her to fear her for her own safety and her family's safety. The Post reported that the harassment is because she provided American Sign Language translation for the Hands of Liberty Facebook group. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what that. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. I'm what reading is about it right okay, now. Okay, tell me what it is. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. They provide American Sign Language interpreting accommodations upon request to the deaf community for inaccessible online video content. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha that's scary too. They um, kind of that, sound like stormtroopers are coming in. That's <laughs> stormtroopers, Nazis. Mm. Uh, this service is provided by volunteers. Mm-hmm. Now they have this little disclaimer they throw out there, <laughs> okay, and you know yeah, they yeah. don't mean it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any hate speech, trolls, spammers will be banned immediately. Uh, they then add on censorship and sorry just the dog whistle alert <laughs> right. dog whistle yes. full-fledged mm-hmm. dog whistle alert we all know what they really mean censorship and prevention of access to information that is readily available to the hearing community is considered violence against the deaf community i don't think i understand that one but still it does seem to be basically people request hey i have i want to watch this video but i'm deaf i can't understand what's going on can you give me some sign language to go along with it and they say okay that does seem to be the purpose of the group which does not seem to be anything that deserves your evil laughter. She is a far-right radical. Mm. She's a far-right radical. Now, she says, the goal of my activity at the White House or with groups like Hands of Liberty is all about access. The thing is, I was canceled and humiliated publicly, and it was unjust and unfair. She insisted that while she is a Trump supporter... She just translates to provide information access for deaf people. She said perhaps her critics don't want this content uh, to be interpreted because they don't believe in it. But, quote, deaf people just want a chance to decide for themselves what information is out there, end quote. Now, she is certified for doing this. She works as an independent uh, contractor. Uh, What I would like to know is why this woman has been let go. Why they have fired this woman. Have they fired her because she was secretly signing? Don't. Trump actually won the election. Don't listen to these people. Run for your lives. 
Is that what she would when, when if she was doing that? She probably should be. Fired yeah, when in the Jen Pasucks or Pasaki actually <laughs> started talking, if she was right. like, "Don't listen to her. Right. She's an evil witch." Maybe mm-hmm. she should have been fired. But she didn't do that, did but, she? She was just per- appropriate. <laughs> 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 or she'll she'll she says she didn't. But you don't know sign language, well, I don't so you know don't know sign what language. she said. <laughs> right. right. But there's no accusation she did anything wrong. The accusation is she associated herself with 50% of the nation. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you can't do that. Now, let me ask Time Magazine, who you are so brave. You are so brave. You are as brave. Let me think of somebody in history that you are as brave as... Um, uh, Senator McCarthy, man, he was brave, wasn't he? He stood up and said, we've got to root these people out because of their dangerous ideology. We got to get them out and expose them and don't let them work anywhere. Oh, man, I remember how brave that was when they took the Hollywood 10 and they made sure that no one could work ever again. Oh, that was so brave. And you guys are just like him. Wow. Have a celebratory drink. At least he had the excuse. He's an alcoholic. What's your excuse? Uh, this woman, I, I, you know, I want to have her on. I want to translate. I mean, nobody's listening to the radio show for the deaf translator, but I want her to translate for the deaf one of our programs. I just want to give her, you know, a, a, a job for a day. Nobody will see her. No, we, but the show gets on. Uh, well, lots of it gets on YouTube and uh, on Blaze yeah, but TV. I mean, if you're listening on radio, you know, you can go to Blaze TV and watch the sign language if you need it. Sure. How are you going to get the word out on that? Cool, so anyway, great question. So I don't, I don't have an answer to it. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I this is this is. The McCarthy era. This is exactly what they did. They went out and they persecuted people. I mean, look, I believe that there were there were communists in the United States government. We know that now. We know some of the things that they were saying was not true. A conspiracy theory. That was true. McCarthy wasn't, and he was an embarrassment. But what happened? It went from, hey, is there somebody trying to subvert from the inside of our government to if you believe any of these things or ever believed any of these things, you either go to jail or you just can't work and you're a pariah. I'm against that. I've been against that my whole life. You have a right to believe these things. Unless you've ever voted or were for Donald Trump.
firsthand Donald Trump's disrespectful facts. In order to develop the facts. It's really bizarre, isn't it, when you think about how AWOL so many of these members of Congress have gotten. If we, unless we, make sure that there's no infiltration of our government. Distant, 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 way out there. Future. We all have a little chip implanted under our skin. I don't know, somewhere on our forehead, maybe the forearm. I'm not really sure. And it will carry everything, all of our personal identifications. (laughs) Meanwhile, um... You know, we could get vaccinated for coronavirus uh, and we can't just get that digital passport. And that is not the that's not the stairway to hell. It is not. I want you to know that. Uh, anyway, uh, the point is, it's way easier for cyber criminals to steal your identity than it will be when we have that happy, glorious future, when everything is just embedded in, into us. Oh, <laughs> that'd be <laughs> so now. Uh, live for today. Get LifeLock. Important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affects your life. Every day we put information at risk on the Internet and cyber criminals keep finding new ways to steal identities. You know, Media Matters is going to probably write something up and say, Glenn Beck believes that this is the mark of the beast. Anyway, you might miss certain identity threats if all you're doing is monitoring your credit. Fortunately, there is LifeLock there to help you protect uh, yourself and your family. Check them out today. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours, yours, with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK, LifeLock.com, or call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. Save 25%. Mm, that MAGA extremist 
She's she's really the woman who we were just talking about. You know, did sign language uh, and no longer welcome uh, at the Biden administration because time, thank goodness, time was there to expose her witchcraftery uh, and uh, and her witching that she was doing. And she wasn't looking for water. She was looking for people that she could throw into chains. Uh, Really? Yeah. She had divining rods and uh, that's what she was doing. Um, and of course, she was, you know, when uh, the Trump and uh, when the Biden administration were talking, she said she was translating word for word. But she was she was saying things probably like, don't listen to them, run for your lives, mm-hmm. things like that. Right. She's going to be on with us just uh, in a few minutes. Um, she's going to be on with us right after the uh, top of the hour. So about 10 minutes from now, she'll be on with us. And uh, I think we'd have to do the water test with her. You know what I mean? Mm. I think it's time we bring this back. If we throw her into a lake. And she stays down at the bottom. She's not a MAGA extremist. Right. <laughs> but if she comes back up to the top, yes. she is. And then we'll have to burn her. That, that's the only solution. Well, that's the best way I know. I mean, you know, this is a science, man. It is science. This is essentially what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, a little less violent version of what they're doing right now. Uh, but what, what are you talking about? I mean, they are. They're just. They don't even give you a chance to argue. I mean, providing sign language uh, access to deaf people who want to watch Mm. videos that might lean a little to the right, that is not something to lose your job over. Yeah, I don't think so either. You know, that was really that's the whole foundation of the economy and our free society. Mm. The reason why you have, let's say, a currency, right, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is that you don't have to find members of other tribes that you might hate to barter with right right you have a currency that you can have free exchange with people you might despise that's the whole point of capitalism of our society ah so now we're here the free exchange so it is the hate the systematic hatred and the the systematic racism built into capitalism that you're now defending i what i'm defending where's the the closest lake i gotta throw him in i gotta throw him in if you float you're not an extremist or no if you float you are an extremist this is a foundational aspect of civilization you're supposed to be able to do business with people you don't agree with what kind of civilization western modern not really? even Western. It goes way back before Western society was even a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is this is a is foundational aspect of they all know. human in China, interaction. In China, they know who the enemies are and they put them in camps. Yes, I don't want to be China. I don't think that that's a good... That's the new model, Stu. Yeah, not for me, it's not. Uh, oh, well. Well, it will be soon, here's probably. His, here's his witchcraft <laughs> When once I'm looking again. at those really high walls from the inside, yeah. I'll say it's my model. <laughs> and will we have someone to translate for us? Ooh, I don't know. Say, yes, yes, I'd like another scrap of bread. Will Because it'll fall. You've heard the expression, falls on deaf ears. That's what's going to happen where we're in the camp. We need a translator. We're interviewing her next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. President Joe Biden's White House communication staff has emphasized the importance of truth, transparency, and the trust in the opening days of his presidency as they resume regular press briefings and distance themselves from the combative style of the Trump administration. 
So when Press Secretary Jen Psaki began her briefing on Monday by announcing that American Sign Language interpreters would now be present in all White House news briefings, many deaf and hard-of-hearing Americans celebrated this historic first. But it turns out that the first ASL interpreter chosen was not such a change from the previous administration after all. Time Magazine was there to expose the witchcraft that was happening on Monday in the White House. And the witch? She's with us. I pray to the little doll that I found in the woods that nothing evil will bewitch us when we talk to her. But she's out on her own now, and she's mad. And she could make me do or say anything she wants. God only knows what she'll be doing with her hands during this interview. Luckily, the Biden administration, through Time Magazine, rooted her out, found out who she really was, and now she can't find a job. (laughs) We'll see if she sinks to the bottom of the lake or if the witch floats in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So it's the final week for Chamonix's Valentine's Day sale. You only got a few more days to get the brand new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum for free when you order GenuCell for bags and puffiness. With Zotique, you're going to kick adult acne, redness, and stress breakouts to the curb while saying hello to increased firmness and smoothness. You're going to be a visibly younger you. Why not embrace that? My wife, my mom, they've been using Chamonix products for a while now. They both love them. Zotique Deep Correcting Serum combines the purest vitamin C with brightening benefits of lactic acid for a younger, healthier, happier-looking appearance. And with its immediate effects, you're going to see results in 12 hours or less. Now, Chamonix says, okay, you might be a little bit skeptical of that claim. I can understand it. Well, how about we give you your money back guaranteed if you don't fall in love with it? 800-577-8709 or genucel.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. From now till Valentine's Day, you can get the classic GenuCell jawline treatment and the luxurious GenuCell anti-wrinkle moisturizer free with your order. Every order gets upgraded to free priority shipping. Don't wait. Order now. 800-577-8709. It's a great gift. GenuCell.com. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Okay. All right, we're going into a dangerous situation now. We're going to talk to this woman, if you could even call her that, who has been at the White House interpreting for Donald Trump. And I want to just give you the news out front so you know the evil that we are dealing with. Time Magazine reports that she she translated for hands of... We need more spooky music. That was, I mean, that really kind of... We're talking about a witch, yeah. The Hands of Liberty, she actually interpreted some of the videos. And while the group frequently, according to Time Magazine, frequently solicits requests from the public, the vast majority of videos it has chosen to interpret, with the notable exception of the recent White House press conferences, are right-wing or pro-Trump in their sentiment. John Henner was interviewed by Time Magazine as a... Thank you. See, it's much scarier now, isn't it? John Henner. 
an assistant professor at the University of North Carolina Greensboro who studies ASL and is deaf himself, said in an email, I was honestly surprised. For me, it would be problematic for someone who has aligned herself with alt-right discourses to be the public face of the White House for the deaf communities and people who are curious about ASL. I don't know about used to, but I, I've come out as ASL curious myself, and uh, I will not hear any of the hate speech because I am ASL curious. Sure. <clears throat> so... Be careful. Be careful. We're going to have somebody on who has a different point of view uh, than half the country, uh, but we're going to do it anyway. We're going into the darkness to see what we can get out of Heather Mewshaw, professional sign language interpreter and in league with the devil. Hello, Heather. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Hi, Glenn Beck. Thanks for having me. I think we're so evil that we would interpret a video about Operation Underground Railroad with Tim Ballard, and he actually mentioned you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So you did that interpretation? Why would that organization associate themselves with somebody who worked in the Trump White House? I don't know. Human trafficking, obviously, isn't an issue, right? Yeah. So, Heather... Um, tell me about, tell me about yourself and, you know, are you a, are you an extremist that wanted to storm and kill all the congressmen yourself? Absolutely not. Um, I'm just a regular American, just like anyone else. I'm a mom. I have four kids. Um, I work, my husband has a job. We're just trying to live the American dream as everybody says. And I've been an interpreter for 21 years, certified with the Registry of Interpreters for the Deaf, which is a credentialing system that kind of gives you a seal of approval so people know what they're getting when they hire an interpreter. We ha- we're all required to meet a minimum standard. And I've worked in the D.C. area my whole career, and I've worked in a variety of settings. I mean, you name it, I've been there. Um, so I have a lot of experience, and I'm trained to be neutral. So all this talk about perceptions of individuals and so forth. I mean, at the end of the day, I worked at the White House for six briefings and I've proven myself to be a professional in every aspect of the word. Notice how good she is at her witchcraft. She sounds reasonable, but don't let that fool you. Um, So, uh, uh, Heather, um, tell me what happened and, uh, you know, how you found out that Time magazine had done this this expose on you. Well, um, obviously, I, I went and did my job. I, the White House called me, and I, I came in and interpreted the briefing. And I, in my mind, I'm thinking the White House is a neutral entity. They're there to convey information. The press is there to ask questions. And at the, at the end of the day, the deaf community wanted this access. They fought for it, and they got it. And since I had been there five times previously, I already knew where to go, what to do, yada, yada, yada. So it was just like, here we go. And, and was everybody um, kind to you? And I mean, when, when Jen Pisaki or Saki, uh, I only say the P, do you translate when you say her name, do you translate it a silent P or that's a different story. Um, <laughs> she, um, when she said, and we're now going to carry, uh, and this is our translator for today. Everything was fine with all of you guys. I mean, every, you were, you were fine. Nobody said anything beforehand or anything, right? Or did they? Yeah, I, I, everything was great. I mean, I, 
the the um, staff was like, we can't wait to see you. We're going to be watching you. We're going to be rooting for you. I mean, it was a very positive. It is a very positive environment. Um, so I never got any negative flack. And it wasn't until after I got home and I started looking at social media and a prominent deaf person in our community named Niall DeMarco, who's like a celebrity. He was on Dancing with the Stars and so forth. And he's a huge advocate about um, language deprivation in the deaf community. Like he doesn't want people to go without language, but yet he um, retweeted this Mr. Henner's tweet um, and it just went crazy. And And a lot of people wanted to cancel me. And what was Mr. Henner's tweet? He, He made a tweet. It was like a, it was like a thread and it was like gather around folks. Here's this interpreter and here she is wearing a Trump hat and a Trump Pence t-shirt and she's interpreting and it, and he never said my name, but it caused people to dox me. It caused people to start sending me hate emails because they found my professional website and my email address was on there. And uh, I ended up having to tell my contact at the white house that, you know what, I probably shouldn't come back <laughs> right now um, because of, the mob so so they didn't they didn't say you're out uh no you called and said i can't do it right okay well that's good news do you think you're Mm -hmm. going to be invited back i i think that if i did if they did invite me back that it would have there would have to be a discussion and they they might have to come out with some sort of statement or something because Right now, I think it would be too controversial, and it would just to take away from the intent of why the interpreter is even there in the first place. So, but isn't that one of the things that a White House should do is to say, look, she, she, she's doing her job. She's never interpreted it incorrectly, and this is information that everybody should have. Do you think they should stand by you, or they should just move on? That's a good question. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like they have um, they have a lot of bigger things on their plate right now than to deal with this. So I, I really don't know the answer to that question. Holy cow, are you kind? Um, <clears throat> uh, but that's the way witches are. <laughs> that's the way witches will do. You notice she didn't say one of her children's name was Damien. <laughs> so... Uh, and she'd probably deny it if I asked her if that was her son's probably. Name. Um, uh, so tell me one, one last thing, the idea of, of you being an extremist because you translated these things and you voted for Trump, uh, time magazine says that, uh, you know, it is that you are a Trump supporter and that you have done interpretation for, or interpreting for, uh, right-wing political things, uh, which none of those, <clears throat> none of those are illegal or immoral. Um, you say that this is all, this is all started with you because you have deaf parents, and this it means more than politics to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to have discussions with my parents when they don't have the same access to information. Uh, that I do. So whether it's news clips on, on the internet or a radio show like yours or whatever, um, it's like I'm constantly having to explain things or whatnot. And then one of my colleagues who's deaf was like, you know what, I just want to get access to the other side of the story. Like I get a lot of the, the left liberal side, 
but I don't hear a lot about the conservative side. And uh, the big, the biggest push that he said was like, we just need somebody to just give us the access, someone to help us get the access. And over the summer with COVID shutdowns and everything, a lot of people were isolated, especially the deaf community when they're used to being together and communicating, they were home. And so with the riots and the protests, there were a lot of TikToks and live videos that were being posted on social media and they're not accessible. And so he asked me to help out. And I thought, well, this is a noble cause. I mean, I'm a conservative. I could help out. I wouldn't I wouldn't be skewing the message or anything. So he started this group, my colleague, Hands of Liberty, and we just took requests from the deaf community and they request things. They like Terrence Williams. They requested Tim Ballard's videos. They would request uh, Trump rally videos. Wow. I mean, just you name it, they would request that. So you guys didn't you guys didn't put out a list. You just requested what the the community wanted. Right, right. And we would accommodate them. So we did do that big um, frontline doctors video with with Stella Emanuel and Dr. Simone Gold at the um, at the um, Supreme Court that happened last summer. Yeah, okay. And that was a huge video, right? Like it went viral. Like YouTube kept taking it down. Facebook kept taking it down. They kept putting it back up. And the deaf people didn't have access to that because, of course, the networks weren't going to show it. So there wasn't closed captioning access like you would have on TV. So we were like, okay, we'll interpret it. And we started getting strikes on our pages and our YouTube channel got taken down eventually because we were interpreting is misinformation per se, which is what this so, time article <laughs> talked about too. And it's like, well, you know what? Like it's on the internet. So if a person like you and I can just click a button and listen to it real quick and make our own assumption. Why can't a deaf person do the same thing? So it's really, it's, I mean, it goes again to who has a right to tell you what to watch and not watch, except, you know, hearing people, um, they are enabled to listen to anything and they can hear it. But deaf people, they're watching a video and unless they can read lips and unless it's, it's really clear, they, they can't get the information, so they can't say that's ridiculous or I believe in that. They, they can't make a judgment. They have to trust other people. Do I have that right? Right, right. And then they have to read the comments or, and kind of see what people say. And you know how comments are. They just yeah. evolve into craziness. So there's no real um, information there. And then all they go off is the views. So a lot of deaf people say, well, this got like, 700,000 views, but I can't access it, but it's popular. Or their cousin sends them a video on Messenger and they're like, well, I don't know what they said. Um, so this allows them to have that dialogue with their friends, with their family, just like we do. Like we start, we're like, look at this crazy video. Um, and it's, it's just one way to get them accessibility. And it's protected under the American with Disabilities Act. If they request it, they're supposed to have it. And then because I'm working as an advocate for them, I'm also protected. So um, it's just unfortunate that people get triggered by the hat because um, when I wore it, I wore it for a specific video, which is when he was dancing. It was a compilation of him dancing to the YMCA. And a lot mm -hmm. of deaf people didn't even know that he did that because the news channels didn't show that and they don't hear music. So they don't really associate it. They just might have seen random clips of him dancing and they're like oh okay but i think after interpreting the requested video they were like oh wow like this was a phenomenon like it took off and now i understand why there were TikToks of people mimicking him so it's just they're they just want to be part of the culture um and a lot of it is online now 
So. Wow, that's evil. Um, uh, <laughs> Heather, uh, we'd like to hire you for the day. We'd like you to translate the radio show. Would you do that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'll I'll put you uh, I'll, I'll put you in touch with our producer, and then uh, maybe you can translate uh, tomorrow, and you can do it from home because we are COVID compliant here. Uh, oh right. And so uh, we'll just put you in a little box, and you can uh, translate tomorrow, which I'm going to come up with a whole bunch of really <laughs> difficult words uh, tomorrow. I I think I can handle it. I uh, work first. Rocket engineer, so I think I can handle it. Yeah, but um, you haven't heard me yeah. mispronounce those difficult words. So <laughs> you're in for a, a, a whole new experience. Heather, thank you so much, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you probably tomorrow. Thank you. Okay, thank you. God bless. Thank you so much. I had to say things like the being nice and stuff because I was afraid she would put a hex on me. Did you hear what she was saying about People have a right to hear things. Oh, my gosh. That sounds bad. Plus, you never know when she's putting a hex on you because you don't know sign language. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. And you notice she, she, I mean, she is, well, I I don't know. I'll talk more about it tomorrow. Let me tell you about, (laughs) let me tell you about uh, LifeLock. LifeLock, uh, the internet is a huge place and LifeLock knows that. You'd be amazed how many items which make up your personal identity are just floating around in cyberspace waiting for some criminal to come along and take them. And they collect pieces and they put this whole puzzle together. Keeping track of all of those pieces is nearly impossible. But that's why LifeLock is there to help you keep as much of it possible out of the uh, cyber criminals hands. You you can't do this on your own. LifeLock has been there from the very beginning of I remember when they had your social security card, somebody and I was like, dude, you got yours on a bus? I don't really care who's going to steal my social security card. Remember that back in the early 90s? Now, holy cow, it's a good thing that they are on the on the watch. They can't they can't prevent all identity theft, but they monitor all the things that they can and they are going to hit the things that you might miss if you're just monitoring your credit. Join now. You'll save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com. Promo code back. Use uh, the uh, phone number 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code back. Save 25%. 10 seconds. Station ID. Can we can we do some happy news today? Yeah, sure. I've got an update on the uh, Gorilla Glue Lady. <laughs> oh, this was a terrible story yesterday. What do you mean? I mean, she had some difficulties with the Gorilla Glue. Yes, she did. And why did she have those difficulties? Because it wasn't listed on the... It said, don't put Gorilla Glue in your eyes. Don't mm-hmm. put it on your skin. Don't even get it on your clothing. Mm-hmm. But it did not say, don't put it in your hair. Like hairspray. Very true, and clearly the fault of the Gorilla Glue people. Exactly right. Uh, her name is Tessica Brown. Uh, her hair's been stuck solid now for a month. You know, you wouldn't have to worry about, you know, having the window down and your wife going, don't, I, I, it's messing up my hair. Mm-hmm. A little Gorilla glue will, glue will take that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said uh, yesterday that she's going to see a surgeon to get her hair unstuck. She says, I know. Surgeon. Okay. Yeah, she says, I know everyone is concerned. Well, not really. 
Not everyone. No, no, there's, not, there's not everyone. I'm be a sure there's people some people. Have but, no uh, concern. I'm really not. Uh, she's going to a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon who has offered his help free of charge. That's nice. Uh, he said he could fix her hair using medical grade glue remover in a procedure that could take three days. What? Uh, yeah. Is it is it, mm-hmm. is it pasted to her scalp or is it just in her I'm not sure. Head? I don't know why you just wouldn't shave it off. Uh, could you, though, if it's pasted to your scalp? If it's could. pasted to your scalp, probably not. Yeah. Probably if not, because eventually it would just grow out and you could just kind of cut it all off at once in exactly one big piece. Right. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. But she's now raising money online. $13,000 uh, was raised, so now she can fly to Los Angeles and uh, and get her hair fixed. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And where is Gorilla Glue? No way. I can't even say it. Where are they? Um, if you're considered joining a, uh, uh, you know, a 50 and 60 older uh, group, which group do you, you know, you could join other places that you've heard of, or you can go to uh, AMAC. Uh, AMAC is the um, Association of Mature American Citizens. It has over 2 million members now. It's growing every day. And it'll give you all the discounts and everything else, all the services that you need and you want from a seniors group. But they are also extremely proactive in representing the kind of American values that you hold dear. They are fighting for the First Amendment, Second Amendment. You know, they're fighting really for all of the amendments. Uh, and they are fighting big time. They are really helping lead the cause against H.R. 1, which we'll tell you about in a few days. Uh, but they're standing, and the cause is great. The benefits are really great, too. It's AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck. Join them now, AMAC dot U-S slash Beck. Tonight, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, it's back-to-back Stu Does America and Glenn Beck. Make sure to check it out, blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 30 bucks off. Well, Mark Cuban has announced uh, that here in Dallas, Texas, uh, the Mavericks will not be playing the Star Spangled Banner anymore. Uh, He has made a decision to eliminate the tradition of playing the anthem before games. Um, It wasn't even noticed through the first 13 games uh, for the combined preseason, regular season games at American Airlines. There's been no people there either, which is part of the reason why people don't notice. Right. Um, Cuban has been very vocal in his support for those who wish to kneel during the the playing of the national anthem. Uh, Last July, he told ESPN, uh, he said, uh, if they want to kneel during the anthem, if they're taking a knee and they're not and they're being respectful, I'm proud of them. And he said, and I love this quote, uh, he would hope that he could join them. Well, you're the owner of the team. You don't have to hope. It's not like you have to. Well, I have to invite myself. You can go down and take a <laughs> knee. Why? Why didn't you? <laughs> Uh, He later tweeted in response to what he called the National Anthem Police that if critics of the nonviolent protest of systematic racism in the United States took issue, they could complain. You could complain to your boss and ask why he doesn't play the National Anthem every day before you start work. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm kind of torn on this because. Yeah, I've seen like mixtures. Like I saw one report that said they've been playing "God Bless America," which is worse, which is more jingoistic and religious. God bless, God bless America. Irving Berlin, Berlin, 
during, I believe, the Wilson administration. And, you know, I mean, it's it it's it's got God in it. It has everything. they And everybody's like, oh, that's good. That's good. But wait, the Star Spangled Banner's not. <laughs> well, I mean, you could argue that maybe he's just trying to avoid the controversy. Um, now, they, they another report says that they played God Bless America previously, not this year. Um, the, the other thing to point out, too, is they haven't had fans in the stadium. So maybe, you know, like he Cuban was asked about the report. The report came from The Athletic. They said that uh, they initially said they're not playing the Star Spangled Banner this year. Cuban said in an email, that is incorrect. We have given no comment on what our plans are. Now, it's, is it possible they stopped playing it because there's no fans there to hear it? Like, obviously, that's a situation you normally would do with everybody in the stadium. But no team has people in the stadium, really, like no in the NBA. fans in the NBA. Yeah, in the NBA, they've been really restrictive, unlike the NFL, which obviously has had... Sta- sta- How'd that lady get down onto the floor then that was yelling with what's-his-face in, I think, Los Angeles? You see that last week? I didn't the see that. The lady who was, uh, she was sitting next to her husband mm-hmm. and she got, you know, he, who's the guy you hate? LeBron James? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, that's all you need I'm to do. I'm pretty sure it was LeBron intro. James. <laughs> and uh, he made some oh, right, yeah. comment. I think they've opened it. So last year they had no fans at all across the NBA when they came back and they went into the little bubble. This year, I think they've some places have had some fans. The Mavericks, I know... Uh, still have basically none. They had a few healthcare workers there at this this last game, which may be why this is being reported because it's the you know kind of the first time uh, we have someone who works here who was on the drum line for the Mavs, and it's the this the last game they played was the first game they had been there since the pandemic started. So they ju- I guess they're just starting to let a few people in, mm. um, but it is a uh, it, it's a situation I don't. It's not defensible in any way. I wonder what his motivation is. Is it just I'm super woke and I, I don't want the national anthem, which is possible with Cuban, yeah, though. I don't Cuban think he's is, a. I, I don't know. He's uh, yeah, he's, he's not. He's not like, uh, you know, he's not LeBron James. No, but he's also he, every once in a while he gets just described as like a conservative or a libertarian, which he is not at all. Uh, even though he sometimes no, uh, indicates he is on some things. He is. He's not. Um, but he. uh it's possible. I mean, like I can understand the motivation of just not wanting the controversy at this point, but you know, I mean, I, I, I still wouldn't endorse that view. Obviously. I mean, to me, isn't that, isn't that that actually giving you more now he's stuck in the controversy anyway. Right. Like, cause you can almost say like, I, I always argued with the, uh, when we were talking about the NFL, they're like, well, what is the NFL going to do? What, how are people going to uh, kneel? Are they going to kneel? Are they going to stand? It's like, well, more than anything else, forget the league, forget the players. Why, as a, a television network, am I seeing what they're doing during the anthem? You're not playing the anthem for me in every game, right? Like, I, I'm, when I watch a coverage of the game, they don't cover the and They only cover the anthem for the controversy, mm-hmm. which is like, well, who's really the problem here? And the, the television networks are really a part of the problem. You, you never see the anthem at a basketball game. The only reason you ever see it on television is when they want to inflame the controversy about who's kneeling, who's standing, who's turned their back, who's still in the locker room. It's just a dumb soap opera that, you know, people love to follow. And I, you know what, the, this is, we can't get bogged down in these soap operas. I think yeah. that in so many ways, the national anthem and that controversy is important. It is important. 
but it is also exploited as a soap opera. Yes, totally. The, By both sides. The um, uh, the impeachment of Donald Trump. It is important. It's really important, but it is also a soap opera. And we have to stop looking at the soap operas. We have to pay the uh, correct amount of time with those soap operas and then apply the rest of the time talking about things that are important and valuable. You know, there's so much happening right now. He, Biden has just signed 52 executive orders. 52 mm. Are yeah. you aware of what's in those 52 executive orders? Because you're not seeing that anywhere. Yeah. You know, I was there. Obviously, the the motivation of the Republicans and when it comes to the uh, impeachment uh, trial has been to say, like, look, let's do this quickly. Let's get this out of the way. I actually think they should expand it. I think they should go beginning of the day to the end of the day for the next two years. All about impeachment of Donald Trump. So they can't pass any other crappy laws. So they can't do anything else. Because, like, for example, all near attendant who who you mentioned earlier, who is testifying, uh, you know, she's doing her sort of com- confirmation hearing. Mm-hmm. They want to vote on her. Well, they're taking only half the day to do these votes, so they're going super slow. All the things they want to do are being slowed down by this by this impeachment trial. I think the Republicans should come out. You know what? We need witnesses. We need people coming in here. Uh, I need to hear more. I have a follow up question. Uh, can we extend this even longer? Unfortunately, they have agreed to these rules, so it's going to go quickly. I understand how everyone wants to push this away. This is doing nothing right now but delaying everything the Democrats are trying so to do. So, what is your opinion on why this is happening? Why the Democrats are doing it? Yeah, because, you know, when they didn't have anything on Donald Trump towards the end of the election, mm-hmm. uh, they knew that that would not be good for them. Uh, well, another you know what impeachment I mean? in theory. An, uh, an impeachment, the first impeachment, mm-hmm. and they had nothing. Mm-hmm. But they all of a sudden she had all this stuff that she could have impeached on earlier. And then, she, you know, in theory. And then when they came up with nothing burgers, that's when she said, you know what? That phone call. We need to impeach him. What? And it seemed weird. Yeah. And now they're doing the same thing. Is it just because Donald Trump, they don't want him to be involved and run again in four years? Is it to send a message uh, that, you know, don't even think about? We will destroy you. What is it that they're doing? Well, I think the, the thing with this one is that everybody recognizes the what happened that day was really bad so what they're trying to do is tie it directly to the republican politicians uh and people in you know i mean it's trump's party at this point so essentially you're you're tainting the entire party with the with the actions of a few hundred people who are in that crowd so everyone it's like everybody recognizes. like if they could say well you know what uh those those police officers were incited to kill george floyd by donald trump they would do that if they had any rational way, because everyone recognizes the George Floyd thing was bad. Mm-hmm. So any way you can tie this universally, uh, you know, revolting sort of activity to your political opponent, that's that's great for them. And I think like in some ways people are like, well, they want to get them to 67 votes. They know they're not getting to 67. But I think in some ways they wrote the like this impeachment the, the, especially the wording of it in a way that almost guaranteed they wouldn't get Republican votes. I think they want no Republican votes on this thing. 
so they can blame so they can play every any one of them. kind of yeah. yeah they don't want it to look bipartisan they don't want it to i mean because they're you, you if you wanted bipartisanship they could have come up with a censure type of thing easy where you would have probably had a lot easy. of republicans coming up and saying yes his activities were bad yep. instead they put it at the highest level the highest standard to clear it's it's like when uh, what's his name in minnesota Keith Ellison, when mm-hmm. he, he made the charge from second degree manslaughter to premeditated murder. Remember mm-hmm. when the cop, uh, I don't remember which cop was doing what to right. whom, but it was it, they they said they don't have this. They don't have that proof. You can't make that case. And we talked about it at the time. They want that guy to go free. They want the judge to say, uh, you can't you can't put him in jail so they can twist it and make people you know use it as see the justice system is all screwed up here yeah i mean they use the word incitement which is you know obviously there's a criminal sort of standard that everyone recognizes that it goes along with that and to say that you know you liked everything that donald trump did is different than saying i don't think it rises to the level of incitement every political speech in the country has at some point we need to fight for what we you know we need to fight and take this country back that's been said by every i mean we played the the montage of the democrats saying things that are much much worse and specific yeah and so like it gets to the point that of course you can't it's going to be almost impossible to get a republican to go on along with that and i swear that's intentional I, i mean i i think that they want they could have also passed three or four different articles right some with saying, uh, you know, incitement, some saying, uh, well, we just think that he, he, he didn't tell the truth about the election and that was putting the uh, the democracy at risk or the uh, the transfer of power at risk. They could have done a bunch of different things if they actually wanted those votes. They don't want those votes. They want to be able to say even to people who, uh, you know, in, in a purple state that might be more moderate. You know, they want to be able to say, look, he wouldn't even vote for that. That Mm -hmm. The Capitol was overrun and they Mm -hmm. wouldn't even hold this president accountable. Mm -hmm. They want to be able to use those arguments much more. They know they're not getting to 67 votes. And Donald Trump is valuable to them. Right. Like Donald Trump is somebody that a lot of Republicans really, really like. But a lot of Democrats really, really hate. And a lot of people in the middle really, really hate. And they're able to use him as a fundraising tool. I mean, he's the Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Of the uh, Republican Party. He is the Newt Gingrich yeah. of the party. And the best thing for, yeah, that's another one. Hillary Clinton is really valuable to Republicans. We don't want Hillary Clinton in power making decisions, nor do they. They don't want Donald mm-hmm. Trump in power making decisions. But having Donald Trump as a perimeter sort of character that they can blame everything on to people who might vote for them. The same thing that like it's nice for it was easy for Donald Trump to win. Right. Because we were able to say Hillary Clinton that that even people in the middle were like, I don't want Hillary Clinton. I I disagree with you uh, a bit on this. And I Mm want to go into that in in just a minute. Stand by first. Let me take a quick uh, commercial break to pay the bills. (laughs) American uh, (laughs) finance. Sorry, man. I know American financing uh, is uh, not our is not our commercial. Uh, Who's our commercial here? It's gold. Oh, gold line. Uh, listen, if you have been watching what's going on, if you've noticed the uh, the price of Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin is digital gold, they say. But I don't know what's going to happen with Bitcoin in the end. Uh, you know, if you have some money in it, OK, but I don't know what's going to happen in the end. 
Gold line, I know gold will be the standard that the entire world returns to. Everybody says every time, well, this time is different. Well, every time since the beginning of time and Moses, every time there's a problem, the world returns to the gold standard. Please put yourself on a gold standard. Call Goldline now. They've got a couple of things going on. They have the uh, special of 6% uh, 6 of uh, promotional metals delivered directly to you with a qualifying retirement account purchase. They also have the uh, special on graded Liberty coins, which um, they are going really, really fast. The ones I, I buy, they're independent grading agency for weight and purity and condition. Inventory is very, very limited. Uh, call them now. Goldline at 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So I want to disagree with you, and I don't think we actually disagree. I think the emphasis is just uh, slightly different. Um, Stu and I are talking about the impeachment and what it's really all about. And he said, you know, they want a, the boogeyman. They want a Hillary Clinton, et cetera, et cetera. And I somewhat agree with that. I think that is. But I don't think that's a primary uh, source or primary motivation, just like I don't think it's a primary motivation to make sure that he can't run again. I don't think it's their primary uh, uh, motivation to uh, teach everybody a lesson. Don't do this or we'll destroy you as well. I think those are all benefits. Um, I think the main benefit to them that they see is that Donald Trump and the GOP voting against the impeachment can be used later to justify the draconian silencing mm. uh, of of people who are in the GOP, people who voted for Donald Trump, people mm. who they claim are anti-government or political extremists. Uh, I think, personally, I think that is the deal. We tried to stop this. They wouldn't stop it. Now we have to, I mean, we have to yeah. develop some programs to to deprogram these people who believe in this stuff. I think that's a great, great pickup there. I think that, you know, that's almost taking what I'm saying and going even further with it, right? I mean, yeah. it's, we don't agree. It to it's grab just a, power. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I totally, I, I totally think that's part of it. I mean, I think they, they see this as a way, you know, like Joe Manchin says, I'm not going to vote for the filibuster. Well, who's to say that we couldn't even get, you know, what, four Republicans to vote with us on this? I mean, they're obviously crazy. And maybe, maybe I should reconsider that vote mm-hmm. on the filibuster. There's always, there's these, this, this web of justifications that, that is needed to do these extreme things. And they're building that case. It usually uh, begins with people who say, I love the Constitution or I believe in the same things, but when it comes to immutable laws, there is no but. This is the Glenn Beck Program.